The Anarchist's Workbench by Christopher Schwarz Published by Lost Art Press This recording is by Ray Defterius and is not affiliated or endorsed by Lost Art Press in any manner. Any errors or omissions are purely the fault of the narrator, as is any general bungling of pronunciation of names. Chapter 5 Before A.J. Rubeau A.J. Rubeau's workbench from La Art du Menusier, 1774, is likely the most famous of what I call the timber-framed benches. A workbench with a massive bench top on top of a base constructed using square mortise and tenon joints. Four square stretchers join the four legs and usually support a shelf. But this French bench was not the first image of a timber frame bench, not by at least 200 years. That footnote might belong to someone in Antwerp or maybe a carver in Paris. In fact, the more researchers Suzanne Ellison and I dig into the historical record, the less certain we are about the origin of the timber frame bench. After much discussion, Suzanne and I think that there are four epicenters of workbench innovation between the 15th and 18th centuries. In the Low Countries, France and Italy, the squared or form of workbench appears in engravings, paintings and misericords. A wooden seat for church choir members that can feature a carving below. In addition to these three places, we offer a nod to Nuremberg as one of the epicenters of workbench technology because that is where many of the advanced bench vices seem to originate. Antwerp and the Low Countries We begin about 1565 in St. John's Church, St. Young's Kerk, in the town of Gouda in the Netherlands. In the choir of the church was an altarpiece that showed the four carpentry trades. In one of the panels, there's a workbench. There's a picture on the next page, with unusual characteristics. The bench has six vertical legs that appear to be joined to the top with a lap dovetail joint. Only one pair of legs is a stretcher. There's a planing stop, holes for holdfasts and pegs. While it seems an unlikely construction, there are multiple examples of benches with square legs without stretchers extent. It's easy to speculate that this form of bench was a transitional one between stake Roman style benches and the final timber frame form with four square legs and four square stretches. Then, about seven years later, Hans Friedemann de Vries, 1527 circa 1607, published a fanciful print, Panoplia Sev Armamentarium, which showed tools from four trades and he drew a full-on timber frame bench. Though the bench is partially hidden by a lathe and is drawn at a radical tilted angle, his workbench is remarkable. It has fully squared parts, four stretches, a planing stop, an unusual hole fast, and a crochet. Friedemann de Fris was an architect, painter and engineer. His engraving is dated 1572. The most realistic drawing of the timber-framed workbench and its associated tools was made by Hieronymus Virex, 1553-1619, of Antwerp, the son of cabinet maker Anton Virex I, circa 1520-25, circa 1572. Hieronymus and his brother Johannes Virex were Wunderkind engravers with long careers of producing religious scenes and portraits. This plate is shown on the opening page of this chapter. Despite their theological bent, the brothers had reputation as drinkers who threw away their money 
and abandoned commissions. According to the description of their work at the RKD, Rijksbureau voor Kunsthistorische Documentatie, the Netherlands Institute for Art History. Hieronymus also spent two years in prison for murder, as he had wounded a certain Clara van Hoeve's head after several drinks so that she came to die, according to the RKD's accounts. He was pardoned in 1580. Sometime between 1580 and 1610, Hieronymus produced a series of twelve engravings titled Jesu Christi Dei Domini, Salvatoris Nri Infantia, commonly translated, The Life of the Infant Jesus Christ. The book shows the young Christ child performing a variety of woodworking chores, sawing timbers, building a boat, drilling holes, making a wooden fence, constructing the roof of a house, and playing soap bubbles in his father's woodworking shop. These images are a goldmine of woodworking information. Hieronymus's father was a cabinet maker, so the representations of the tools, appliance and workbenches are far more realistic than usual. There's a low bench with a holdfast in the carpentry scene. The image of Joseph's workshop is a wash in tools, plus there's a peak at a corner of a timber-framed workbench. But the most important image is the book's title page, an image I've published many times during the last 13 years and have stared at for hours. It shows dozens of woodworking tools in detail, and front and centre is a timber frame bench with both a holdfast and a metal planing stop. Oh, it also shows the first image of a Dutch slant lid tool chest that I'm aware of. Another contemporary engraver in Antwerp, Johannes Guller, 1600-1676, showed two timber frame workbenches in his engraving, Josef and Christus and de Werkplatz. The young Jesus is shown planing a board on a timber-framed workbench that doesn't have stretches. But Joseph's bench seems to have stretches, so clearly the benches in the Low Country are in flux during the 16th century. Do we want stretches, or are we fine without them? Meanwhile, in Francais, about 200 miles from the Antwerp artists, the French were having a similar debate while carving images of workbenches for the misericords of their churches and cathedrals. From the chapel of St. Lucien de Beauvau in northern France, there is a misericord carving circa 1492-1500 of a woodworker planning on a thigh-high workbench. It may or may not have stretches reinforcing its squared legs. There is a long plank, longer than the bench below the bench top, that could be interpreted as part of the undercarriage. Or it could just be a piece of wood below the bench. There also is a curved structure that joins a front leg to the bench top. This also could be evidence of an undercarriage, or it could be a piece of wood that the carver left there to strengthen the relief carving itself. The bench definitely has squared off components, plus a planing stop and holes for pegs or holdfasts in the leg. The misericord now resides at the Musée de Cluny in Paris. Meanwhile, at L'Eglise, Saint-Germain, Le Auxerrois, North of Paris, we have a bench with a shelf and at least a partial undercarriage. The bench shows squared off legs that are clearly tenoned and pegged into the bench top. Below the top, there is a shelf that rests on a stretcher between the two legs. Sources disagree on an exact date for the misericords in this church. They could be as early as the late 15th century or as late as the mid 16th century. By the 17th century, but still a hundred years before Rabot, this form of timber frame workbench is common. Andre Philibiens, 
De Principles Le Architecture, 1676-1690, were published about a hundred years after Virex's Life of the Infant, and yet it shows a virtually identical bench. It has the same overall proportions, the same overhang of the top over the base, a metal planing stop, a holdfast. The only significant difference is that the Philibian image shows additional holdfast holes in the top and front legs. In Italy In Italy, the birthplace of the state Roman workbench, there is also innovation. Half a continent away, Francesco Vanni, 1563-1610 from Siena, Italy, painted the Holy Family with St. Anne in the carpenter shop in 1583. Shown is a 1597 engraving based on that painting. The scene in Joseph's workshop shows a workbench with squared off legs that are tenoned through the benchtop with squared tenons. Plus it has a holdfast almost identical to the Virex holdfast. But instead of stretches joined at 90 degrees to the legs, the bench stretches are squared off, but angled, and likely based on the cross hatching, joined to the legs with what could be a dovetailed half-lap joint. In Germany in the Germanic countries, the timber-framed workbench form was betrothed to the region's mechanical mines. Complex screw vices that showed up around Nuremberg in the early 1500s via codex drawn by Martin Loffelholz and were eventually added to the square timber-framed form. In Holland's Werkstatt de Kunste, or Workshop of the Arts, 1764, we find a bench built with tusk tenons and through mortises, and it features many advanced bits of work holding a tail vice with a system of dogs, and a shoulder vice. Dr. Johann Georg Krunig's Ökonomische Encyclopedia, or Economic Encyclopedia, a 242-volume work published between 1773 and 1815-8, illustrated three interesting workbenches in a 1781 volume. One is clearly a French timber-framed workbench with fruit tenons. This bench has everything. A planing stop and crochet, which are on the right end of the benchtop, suggesting the image was copied from an earlier French source, Jean-Antonio Nolès, L'Art d'Experiences, Volume 1, 1770, Plate 1. A removable twin-screw vice, a holdfast with doe's foot, plus two tool racks. The other two benches have trestle bases and are fully featured cabinet makers per inches. Both have end vices, shoulder vices, and a system of dogs. One has a tool tray. And these illustrations share a bench slave. As a community, we have got to come up with a better name for this appliance. And then, M. Roubaud. About the same time in France, we have A.J. Roubaud, a joiner who learned to draw in order to make the copper plate engravings for his books. He produced more than a dozen images of workbenches for L'Art de Menusier. While the bench shown in Roubaud's Plate 11 is the image we think of when we think of Roubaud, there are other variations sprinkled throughout the books. In plate 50, Roubaud shows cherubs working on a 100% Virex bench. No fancy dovetail joint to bring the top and base together, no crochet, just a planing stock and holdfast holes. Many of the other drawings of workbenches resemble the benches drawn by Virex. No crochet, just a strong table with blind mortars and tenon joints and a planing stop. Sometimes there are holdfast holes, Plate 17, 296 and 300, but other times they are not. Plate 299. In Plate 334, Roubaud shows a workbench with a single through tenon joining the top and base, plus what might be a blind sliding dovetail joint. And the bench for sawing veneer, Plate 278, 
is also a Verex style bench with blind joints throughout. In addition to the simpler benches, there's plate 279 where Rebeau illustrates his technologically advanced German workbench. It features a sliding dead man mated with a leg vice, plus a tail vice, and square metal dogs. It has blind joints throughout. It would be easy to chalk up all these different workbenches in La Art Dominicia to artistic license, but that doesn't give sufficient credit to Rebeau, who personally drew almost all of the plates in the five-volume work. The more likely explanation is that Rebeau was aware of other forms of workbenches. He interviewed many people in the trades for his books, and illustrates the workbench variants for caning operations and garden woodwork. I suggest Rubeau was simplifying his illustration chores at times and showing forms that existed at the time. Just like when you read a comic book, every car shown in the book isn't a silver Toyota Camry. Similarly, the benches shown in Dennis Diderot's Encyclopedia, 1751-1777, show a variety of benches. Most of them look straight out of Eurex's title page, a strong table where the top overhangs the base a little, plus holdfasts and sometimes a crochet. What does this all mean? I think the benches drawn by Virex, Rierman de Vries and others raise interesting questions. Did the timber frame bench come from the Low Countries, France or somewhere else? We suspect there are earlier timber frame benches out there in paintings, engravings or woodcuts in a museum. And so, the search continues. <laughs>